Are you weary and anxious about the future? Do you want to use the gifts and talents God has given you to make an impact for His kingdom? Do you have the desire to love God and love others well with full heart, soul, mind, and strength, but want help with where to start? At the Made for Mission Virtual Summit, the hearts of our speakers are to encourage and equip you to thrive in your gifts and talents. We will talk about our identity in Christ, putting Him first in all that we do, prioritizing our health as a means to better serve God, and so much more. We can't wait to see how God uses you to build His kingdom right here, right now. The following is a recording from the 2020 Made for Mission Virtual Summit that I hope encourages you today. If you'd like to hear more, go to dothethingmovement.com to buy a ticket to access all the content and resources. Are you ready? Let's go. Do you ever get to the end of a podcast and just think, man, I am not done with that conversation. Girl, me too. And I love hearing from you about how not only the show is encouraging you, but also what God is stirring up in you as a result. And I just really wanted the opportunity to connect one-on-one with more of you. And that's why I've created a Patreon community. Patreon is an online platform that hosts bonus content and provides creators a way to hang out with their audience in a more intimate way. So here's how I'm going to use it. There are three tiers. First is the bestie tier, which will include access to the platform and extra conversations with all our guests that only Patreon besties will get to hear. These questions will not be shared here on your podcast platform. Then there's the VIP party tier. This includes the bestie tier and you get invited to a VIP party once a month on Zoom where we get to hang out, get to know one another better and maybe do some coaching in a group session from time to time. And then finally, there is the calling coach tier. In this tier, you'll be able to access the previous tiers plus have a 30 minute coaching call per month with me to talk about anything podcast, ministry or career related. How fun does this sound? So come on over to Patreon by downloading the app or visiting patreon.com and search Do The Thing Movement. I can't wait to meet you inside the community. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Made for Mission Summit. If this is your third or fourth session. I hope you are enjoying the awesome sessions that we have for you this year. And if it is your first session, I just want to say welcome. And I'm so thrilled that you have chosen to take some time at the beginning of what is a really important year to really think and pray about what God would have you to focus on this year as you continue in ministry or whatever it is that he has you up to. And I'm so excited about the message that God has given us today to talk about. But first of all, my name is Rebecca Dotson-George. I'm the host of the Do The Thing Movement podcast. I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. I love coaching podcasters and other people in ministry who are doing this this thing in the online space. I love talking to people about that. We'll talk about that more at the end. But today, I'm so thrilled to talk about giving God your yes in 2021 and some examples of what that looked like in scripture and what we can learn from some of the lives of our heroes in scripture. And so we are going to take a look at the life of Noah, Moses, David, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. And so 
We're going to start at the very beginning with the life of Noah. We're going to be in Genesis 6, 1 through 7, 5. If you want to write that down, if you want to go back and read more of Noah's story again later to kind of unpack maybe what God does in your heart through this. But I'm going to read a little bit of it for us, starting in Genesis 6, 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I've created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I'm sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And then we'll go down to verse 11. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark. He goes on to describe a very precise way that he would like Noah to build this ark. And then in verse 17, he says, For I behold, for behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. Skip down to verse 22. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. And then it goes on and and the Lord says to Noah, go into the ark and you and all your household for I've seen that you are righteous before me. He gives him more instruction. And then in verse five of chapter seven, we see again, Noah say, and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. And what God showed me in the life of Noah, as I was preparing for this message was that in Noah's yes, he said yes when he knew his obedience would have consequences. He said yes even when he knew that his obedience would have consequences. We see in chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become. The world was crazy, right? His heart was troubled and it in some translations, it says he regretted that he had made human beings. If your translation says the word regret, I want to unpack that a little bit because we know that God is all knowing. He is omniscient. He is omnipotent. He is all holy and righteous. And so we might think of the word regret and think, man, how could God regret his own creation? And I I love to go back to the original context of this verbiage. My ESV that I had pulled this from said that the Lord was sorry for what he had done. But when we go back to the original meaning of this word, it means to be moved to pity, to have compassion, to sigh or to breathe strongly. So this is what the Lord was doing here as he was pondering what was going on and how crazy the world was. And 
And so that's kind of setting the stage for what's about to happen when he asks Noah to build this ark. And then we find that Noah was a righteous man. He was blameless. He walked faithfully. We see that as in this passage, right before God kind of unpacks, the Lord unpacks for him how to build the ark. And I think this is really important. God chose a righteous man, a blameless man, a man who was walking faithfully with him. And I was challenged as I was studying the life of Noah, that that would be said of me, that that would be said of my life as a woman of God. And I would challenge you to that in the same way today. And then in Genesis 6, 11, we see the earth was corrupt in God's sight. It was full of violence, right? That's said a couple of times. And then beginning in verse 13 of chapter six, God gives Noah's assignment. He said he will end the violence. He gives Noah all these precise instructions of how to build this ark. And he promises that although everything on the earth will perish, Everything on the earth will be destroyed. It will all perish. He will establish his covenant with Noah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being in Noah's shoes in that moment? And then we find twice in that passage that follows these verses. One of them is Genesis 7, 5, where it says Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. I love that. I love seeing Noah's faithfulness and I'm challenged and called forward into my own life today as I think of the life of Noah. And I look at the fact that he said yes to God's assignment to him, even when the consequences of that assignment would create his obedience would create consequences. Right. And I'm reminded that we are in a time, women, we are in a place where our obedience to God will have consequences in the world that we live in. And I'm challenged by Noah's story to be faithful in those things. When God gives me a direct assignment and he says, Rebecca, this is what I have for you. I want to be faithful to that.